this morning, um, indeed celebrating that uh, God is worthy and he is our help. Um, and now uh, we get to go to his, his word, to, to hear from him, the, his words of help, his uh, words of, of truth and, and words of guidance that speak to us of what is eternal. Um, my name is uh, Drew Smith, and I have the privilege of being the, the pastor here. Welcome those uh, with uh, us here in this place and those that are with us online. Now, I've got a, uh, a picture to show with you that really illustrates the, the word that God has for us today. It's actually a collection of pictures. Um, they say, you know, that it's possible that Dogs and their owners start to look alike. You know, and, and, and maybe from these pictures, maybe you've seen these before, kind of pictures like this, but these are dogs and owners and they, I, I'm not, in this case, I'm not sure what direction, who's growing to look like whom in this, or maybe it's mutual, I, I don't know, but I think this captures really well what the essence of the Christian life in that we seek to look like the master. And that's what the purpose of the church is. To, to help us look like our master. And our, our, our passage today will, will show us that, that that is what God's work is in us. You know, this, this series we've been talking about how God is good and just highlighting the different ways that God is good and saying now for us as God's people, we imperfectly seek to live out that goodness. Because God is the only one who is good. And we're trying to Live according to that. Just be a, a representative, a witness of that goodness um, to the world around us. We, we are seeking to be a Christ-centered people. Uh, formed according to the character of Jesus so that we might obey his commands. My old seminary professor, Scott McKnight, said it's the, the journey of Christoformity. Being formed by Christ like Christ. Um, our passage today is Philippians chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 3 and read through verse 13. Uh, if you, you can follow along on the screen, it's pa- page 9 to 80 in your pew Bible. But let's, uh, let's pray together. Uh, Almighty God, we give you thanks again for your written word. As it speaks to us of your truth. And so we offer ourselves at this time to hear from you so that you might even take this time. To better form us individually and to form us as a people. As the collected group of people here in this place. As the body of Christ. That we might represent him and look more like him. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Alright, Philippians chapter 2 starting with verse 3. Hear the word of the Lord. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, 
who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him, And bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed. So now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, the first thing I want you to see from this, what Paul is saying is using our modern language, is that Jesus is your influencer. Jesus is our influencer. You know, today that's a big word, influencer. People are paid to be influencer. It means they have a lot of friends on Facebook and a lot of followers on Instagram and LinkedIn and those kind of places. And they get paid to then uh, make product placements on their pages, on their posts. And they're, cons- they're called influencers. And they... And, and, Evidently, it works. You know, if these people respect them and and if if they say a book is good to read, you know, that was the way to get that's the way to get to the top is for Oprah to say we're reading this book in the Oprah Book Club. You know, that's that's the way to to get to get the uh, Joe Burrow uh, to say this is the cigar I'm smoking, you know, to get everybody else to, to buy it. You know, those are the influencers. Well, for us, for us, we have one influencer. And it's Jesus. We want him to be the one that influences us. We we want to, to study him, marinate in him, know him so well that, that we even have the same lisp he has. You know, we, we, we want to like the same food he likes. Well, maybe, maybe not. But we want him to be the, our influence. He even said, we looked at this last week. He said, now I've set an example for you. And then he washed the feet and he said, now, as I have loved you, now you love one another. I mean, Jesus is our influencer here. This passage in first John chapter two, verses four through six. There we have on the screen, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. So that... That, that, Jesus is our influencer. We, we want him to be the one. And the same thing that Paul says here. He, he says, have this mind in yourself that was in Christ Jesus. And then he outlines the, the, this mind of humility, this mind of sacrificial love that, that Jesus has for us. That now we are to live in our lives on this journey of being more and more like Jesus. Now, just think for a minute. We talked a little bit about this this last week. You know, who are the influencers in your life? You know, your family of origin. 
You know, I talked about that last time. Just my dad and his influence on me. You know, I, I know in our my family growing up, um, some of you will remember this. You know, orange juice used to be delivered very differently than it is today. You know, it used to come in a little cylinder about this big that you kept in the freezer. Y'all remember that? You know, you don't remember that concentrate? You, you do now. It came back to your mind. Some of you do, some of you don't. You see, that's, that's it. So some of us are influenced by that and others not. Um, and, and you take it out and then you thaw it and then you add water to it. And that was your orange juice. It came from concentrate. I, I thought that's how all orange juice was. And then somebody gave me a fresh squeezed orange juice. And I was like, oh, man, what's that? That's terrible. Because that's what, that was how it was influenced. You know, family of origin. You know, uh, milk is the same way. Skim milk, 2% whole milk. It's like houses are skim milk, 2% or whole milk. We were a skim milk. See, we were healthy. Yeah, we were healthy. And, and I remember going to a friend's house and they had 2% and I took a swig of that. And I'm like, oh man, this is butter. And I can remember the kids come to my house and they take that and they go, spit it out. Oh, it's white water. I mean, would you just put a little water? Did you water down your milk or what? But we're influenced in that way. My, my, my wife, if you'll notice, uh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. I didn't ask for permission for this one. Uh, but she, when she says both, she has like an L in it. Both. Well, you know what? All two, my, my two daughters do the same thing. They say both instead of both. And, and now one, one of my, my children from growing up in Cincinnati, um, you know, you know, the, the road, the main road that goes through Finneytown, the north south, it, it starts with a W and it's Winton, W-I-N-T-O-N. Well, no, it isn't. It's Winton. And that's what my kids call it. Winton's Winton Road. I'm like, oh, it's Winton Road. What are y'all? But yeah, those are the influences. You know, nobody sat down to study any of those kind of things. Nobody sat down to learn them, but they influenced by them. And that's we we want Jesus to influence even you know our our accent, our lisp. Um, another big influence today, right? Big influence today. The screen. Yeah, the, the, I, I've got four of them. I've got this phone. I got my work, uh, desktop here. I've got my desktop at home and I've got my laptop that I carry with me in between. That's almost as present as the Holy Spirit. The, the screen. Yeah, and yet we get, guess, guess how, how much, what the average American, how many hours they spend in front of a screen. It's actually seven hours and four minutes. And what you have here is the outline of the majority of the time we spend in front of a screen. Yeah, three, three hours, four minutes watching movies, videos, two hours and 14 minutes it's for United States adults on social media. You know, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, TikTok, uh, Snapchat, all those social WhatsApp, you know, those social media Kind of communication that way. It's two hours and 14 minutes. Gaming, an hour and 27 minutes. Then below it is teens, United States teens. And then below that is global adults. I included the global adults to say, this is a worldwide deal. I mean, I'm sorry, this is just the air we breathe. So we can complain and moan about it all we want, but it's not going away. 
I mean, it's sort of like com- complaining about w- w- complaining in the fourteenth, uh, fifteenth century when they started complaining about having books. That that was the books were the way of the devil. The printing press was the way of the devil. Sorry, it's here. That's that's what it is. But we spend rec- recognize the amount of time that we put that back up, please, uh, Bailey. Just that table of the the amount of time that we we spend in front of screens and. It's always with message. Now, I know all y'all are going to start saying, oh, yeah, you see, I watch, I go back and watch the sermon once or twice, Pastor. And that, that's, that social media, well, that's the Bible app that I'm on that one. There's all my screens on there. And I'm sure that's true for y'all. Y'all are different. Y'all are different than, than the world. Um, but, uh, maybe a practice this Lent for you, you know, Lent, this Wednesday's Ash Wednesday. Maybe a practice for Lent for this Wednesday is to take an audit of your screen time. Now, I, I'm, I'm using a program called Rescue Time. Now, it costs $7 a month. Um, so you know that's big because I don't spend money on apps. If it's not free, you know, I don't have But on this one, I did because it's able to connect all three of my computer screens and my phone screen. You know, so it talks to each other. There's all kinds of free apps. And you've got, there's, there's an app. If you've got a phone, there's an app for keeping track of just the time you spend on your phone. And, and even what you're doing. And that, that's worthwhile. Just to get an idea of what, how much time that you spend on the screen. And th- I'm not even talking about the, 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 the messages that it, uh, that it sends. Um, and you know, another thing that I learned in this, this is free, uh, this information, but we're interrupted 58 times a day by our phone. Now, I, I've had it vibrate twice while I've been in the worship service. So I had to at least make the conscious decision to say, no, I'm not going to look at it now. Um, but a couple, couple things to th- consider as you... Explore as you're intentionally looking at how does this the screen influence you. One, turn notifications off, you know, so that if if it if it's going to do anything, it just vibrates. But turn them off. Uh, there's another one that I thought was an interesting idea. I haven't done this. I don't know if I will, but it's a, a good idea. Turn your screen to gray, not colored, yeah, you know, so that you don't see the color, so that it doesn't catch your attention uh, so much. Um, and then the other is set. You know, the, the problem with the 58 times that it interrupts you is it's through, spread throughout the day. You know, set, set times. I'm going to read my email for this 30 minutes. I'm going to look at my text for this 30 minutes. And uh, do, I'll schedule that uh, once or twice a day. Some good ideas. Some free, free ideas about exploring just the time that we spend in front of the screen as one of our major influencers today. And then even be thinking. Uh, about how that screen can be a positive influence. How we, there is, there are Bible apps. There are all our Bible programs. There's ways of exploring and, and, and reading and seeing videos that help us to do, to live into what we know we want Jesus to be our influencer. Uh, so, that, but anyway, that could be a Lent project uh, for for you. Now, the second thing, so we want Jesus to be the influencer. And the second thing that uh, in the second part of the passage is we want to partner with God in the work of transformation. We want to partner with God. We don't, we, if we want Jesus to be our influencer, then that means we've got to be hanging out with him and we want his words to, to transform us. 
And that work is we partner with God in doing that. Do you see that in verse 12 through uh, 12 and 13? Uh, where uh, Paul says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling at the end of verse 12. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now that that might be, wait a minute. I thought we were saved by grace through faith and that works had nothing to do with it. Isn't that what Paul says when he's writing to the Ephesians? We're saved by grace through faith, not by works so that no one shall boast. And that's true. Well, then how then do we work out our salvation in fear and trembling? What what does that mean? Well, it means that there is effort involved in our following of Jesus. Jesus is our influencer. He's not our masseuse. We don't just show up and say, okay, do your thing. You know, he, he didn't save us to leave us like we are, lost in our sin. He chose you and me. He died on the cross for you, for me, for us, so that we would be transformed by him. That we'd be changed to be more and more like him. Because that's good. That's where life to the full we, we don't know what life to the full is. We don't know the way of love. We're not powered to live the way of love unless it's the Spirit doing it as we're following after Jesus. So there is effort involved. Dallas Willard says it well. There's effort involved but not earning. And we can't get those confused. Not earning. I saw some of you look at, what do you say? Earning. We don't earn our salvation. There's nothing we do to add to what Jesus did for us on the cross. And we are cleansed and made right. We confess our sins before God and he cleanses us. So there's nothing we add to that. But now we're in this journey of now following him. He's freed us from the way of sin. We've repented. We're no longer, which means to change our direction. We're not following Jesus. We're not following the ways of the world or our own mechanisms or the ways that our daddy taught us or our mama or our grandparents or our friends. We're following the way of Jesus. He's our influencer. Well, that means we do have to turn and now we walk after him. So we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Otherwise, commands make no sense. For Jesus to use the imperative makes no sense if we don't participate. If it's not possible for us to obey in the power of the Spirit being cleansed in Jesus. And that's why he makes commands. That's why he made the command last week. You know, love one another as I've loved you. It makes no sense if that's no effort. Now, there's a couple other passages to look at. Second uh, Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue. And virtue with knowledge. And knowledge with self-control. And self-control with steadfastness. And steadfastness with godliness. And godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a whole another sermon to unpack that one. But you see, make every effort. Hebrews 12, 12 through 14. 
Therefore, lift your drooping hands, strengthen your weak knees, make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Strive. I mean, that, that in, intentionality. Uh, that's the steps that we take of being intentional, of growing in Jesus. And then finally, Romans fourteen nineteen. So then, let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Again, let us pursue this. You, you, you get the action verbs here that we are active in this process, not passive. Now, understand the, 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 the confusion that, that can come from, from that. That we're, and we don't want to confuse, uh, as I said, effort with earning. But that it, there is effort. To, to following after Jesus. And we never graduate from that. We never retire. This is the beauty here. You know, if a two-year-old, you know, two-year-olds actually were included in that, those screen influencers because they spend hours in front of screens. Most two-year-olds in the world do. So two-year-olds can be influenced. They can be marinating in the stories of Jesus. Mom, dad, grandma, aunt, uncle. They, they, they can be hearing the stories of Jesus. And, and taking it in, even an influence as a two-year-old, so too can a hundred and two-year-old. So th- th- this is th- we, we never get off this journey until we see Jesus face to face and He completes it. Uh, theological terms here: there's um, justification, sanctification, and glorification. This, this is the process of salvation. So salvation is not just a one-time deal. Salvation, biblically, includes all of that. So justification is the day that we move from death to life. That, that we, uh, were, that we made, uh, placed our faith in Jesus. That we were born again. Born anew. Born from above. That's, that's the day of justification. That one time that we are saved in Him. We're rescued from our sin and we are His. That's justification, what God does. Now, the whole process I'm talking about is sanctification. Sanctification comes from the word holy. It's the journey of our holiness. That's part of our salvation until finally the glorification when we see Jesus face to face and we are made whole with Him. Whereas we've uh, said a number of times recently where we are with Jesus and we are without sin. And we are made to be exactly the unique, um, authentic person that God created us to be. Without sin. Now, I can't stay there because that just blows my mind. That, that that will be the case. But that's the process of salvation. And that's what we're in. And so what we're in now is in this journey where we partner with God in this work of transformation. This work of sanctification. This growing in Christoformity, Christ-likeness. That's the purpose for which we're gathered here. That's the purpose for, for the music and, and the song. It's to point us to Jesus. It's for us to marinate in Him so that we are changed. That we recognize, no, there is no greater story that I want to live than this story of Jesus. So I'm going to take the effort. I'm going to take the steps that I need to do so that I'm living the story of Jesus in in my home, in my workplace, in my neighborhood, in my community, even when I drive my car. 
I want to be living this story because this is the story that is beautiful. This is the story that is magnificent. Now, what, what we, uh, what, what I, I love uh, is, uh, well, one, one thing from this. Um, God's, is knows we're not alone. This has not been our job. We partner with God. Because, did you see the end of the passage there? Because God is at work in you. God is at work in you to will and to work for his good pleasure. God is at work through our, our processes of being, of marinating in Jesus, being in his word, where he's changing our desires, what we desire and what we do. Our will and our work. Our desires and our actions. He's at work doing that within us so that we are living according to his good pleasure. Now, one of the ways that a number of ways that we we do that is 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 in worship, is in fellowship, is in reading the the scriptures, it's in prayer, it's through the the basic things that we know from the scripture. What I want to share with you a great historical example of this. This is in the 1960s and it was used prominently in Birmingham, Alabama, for the children crusades, the 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 children's protests on um, uh, on 16th Street. Um, in front of Bull Connor and fire hoses and German shepherds and spitting and hatred flying at teenagers who were saying that segregation is evil and that black and white are equal. And they had to go through a regimen of training of training in order to stand firm in their faith as German shepherds were nipping at them, as Bull Connor was yelling at him through the bullhorn, as fire hoses were being sprayed on them, and they were told that they were less than. This, these are their Ten Commandments. I just want to read, and this is dangerous. They're, they're Ten Commandments, and man, I, I, every one of them, I, I, I'm tempted to go on a sermon, pray for me, that I don't. But these are their Ten Commandments. This is what was their basis for taking such a stand. I know we have those Ten Commandments up there. There we go. Meditate daily on the teachings and life of Jesus. See, they knew they were in a battle. They knew they were going to face opposition. They knew there were things that were going to influence them all around. Man, we got to meditate on Jesus. See, I told you I'm going to start preaching. Remember... Always that the nonviolent movement seeks justice and reconciliation, not victory. Walk and talk in the manner of love, for God is love. Pray daily to be used by God in order that all men might be free. See, there's nothing magic here. These are truths we know. We could have written these out. We do these. But they're, they're recognizing this is a regimen for us to be trained so that we're influenced by Jesus as we, fight, as we face the evil in this world so that we will, no matter what happens, we're following Jesus. Sacrifice personal wishes in order that all men might be free. Sounds like what Paul's telling the Philippians, right? It's exactly what Jesus did. Observe with both friend and foe the ordinary rules of courtesy. Seek to perform regular service for others and for the world. 
Now, see, you hear in this the basics, you know, you, you want to be pray, you want to be spending time with Jesus in his word. You want to be praying unto God and you, you want to be serving others. That, that's part of the regimen. Refrain from violence of fist, tongue, or heart. Strive to be in good spiritual and bodily health. Yeah, you know, you know, you eat well, not so that you'll be healthy and live long, but so that your body will be as strong as it can be, so that you can give what is best to God. You, you, you get, you get the right amount of sleep. Not, not so that it's healthy, that's a good thing, but so that your body, so that your mind can be the best it can be for God. And follow, finally, follow the directions of the movement and of the captains on a demonstration. Now, you can go look that um, up online. Actually, if you want, you can get a copy. Of, uh, found a, a copy of the, one of the original, the thing they, they handed out and had people sign that they were going to follow these, as the Children's Crusade. And um, uh, You'll uh, note in the, the bottom they were to send it back to um, Reverend uh, Fred Shuttlesworth, um, who was really the, the on-the-ground leader of this movement in uh, in Birmingham, but uh, I'm wondering for for us, what, what's that regimen? You know, we're we're facing opposition all day, every day. It may not be like German shepherds and fire hoses. It may may just be disinformation campaigns on all the screens we read, or it, it may be the the vitriol and the, the anger that that tend to seem to be on the screens that we that we watch and see. It, it may just be in the, the, the principles of the way of this world that are in total opposition to the principles of God's kingdom that we're inundated with. Uh, but we're still in the midst of that opposition and we want to stand strong and honor Jesus. So I encourage you, this, this Lent, again, Lent starts next Sunday. Just let's read through the book of Matthew. You, know, you can read a chapter a day, five days a week. And by Holy Week, you'll only have three chapters left. And those last three chapters, they go along really well with Holy Week. Just We'll just read Matthew. One, um, one, and now if you, you want to you know, start this week, you can. Go ahead. You know, uh, extra A plus for, for you. But you can wait till next week. When the Holy Week um, starts. And just as you sit with that, meditate on it. Not just read it, but meditate on it. Like we, we learned from our brothers and sisters in the uh, Children's Crusade. To, to meditate on what Jesus is saying. And even ask, what do I learn from Jesus? What's he saying to me? What questions come up that I can ask others? Which uh, we also will start, we'll reinstitute again and make a, uh, for the church-wide growth groups on Sunday. You know, that, that will, some of you have been doing your growth group, but others of you haven't. Well, this is a perfect time. Next Sunday, uh, we'll, we'll start first week of growth groups. And you'll be seeing there's some growth groups online that you can be a part of. And we'll be adding some more during the course of this week. And it's just a small group of people who gather every week to look at what the, the scriptures that we preached on on Sunday, what they are about. So that we're sharing that life with each other. We're meditating on it, praying with one another, asking each other the questions. Well, how do we live this together? How can we encourage? and support one another. That, that's part of what growth groups are and in, invite and encourage everybody to be a part of those groups because that, those are the places where we really get to sit and explore 
our plan, our regimen of, of being influenced by Jesus wherever um, we, we go. Now, what I want you to, to see at the, the very end here too is that this brings pleasure to God. This is for God's pleasure. That's the, the last words of the, the passage. It brings God's pleasure for us to live in accordance with God's created order. For us together to be the body of Christ. Living according to the character and commands of Jesus. This is the pleasure of God. This is the pleasure of the creator. Now, uh, today, um, we, we have with us uh, Jim and Mary Anna um, uh, Pepon, who have been working since 2001, I believe, with the Ukraine Medical Society. And they'll be um, speaking at, at length uh, at lunch uh, after second service, and folks can, you're invited to come. But ask them, can you just come share us with us a story? You know, what's a, a way that you've seen God's people? You know, maybe imperfectly, not completely, but uh, live uh, according to the, the character and the commands of Jesus. And that it has shown and demonstrated and brought forth, you know, the, the, the very pleasure of, of God in, in this unique, horrific um, situation that's uh, of the war that's almost a year old now in, in Ukraine. So, uh, Jim and Mariana, please. Thank you, Drew. Mm-hmm. So it's a pleasure to be with you this morning, uh, and the, uh, we've served since 2001 in Ukraine, uh, and we've lived through uh, two revolutions uh, there, and uh, we moved back to the U.S. Uh, in 2017, or actually in 2016, and then 2017 we moved uh, to Cincinnati, back to Cincinnati. Uh, the, as I was listening to the sermon, uh, there's just so many stories that I could share with you, but uh, what came to mind uh, was Matthew 25, uh, uh, and this was uh, verses 34 uh, through um, 36. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you uh, came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, When did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you, a stranger, uh, and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Uh, When my wife and I moved uh, to Ukraine, uh, people in Ukraine, our people here would say, Why would you want to move to Ukraine? And when uh, we got to Ukraine, why would you want to move, uh, why would you want to come to Ukraine? Mm-hmm. And so th- the first thing that I did uh, and that we did was became part of the community. And I found out how the medical system worked there. I'm a pediatrician. I trained at Cincinnati Children's uh, and then moved to Maryland. Uh, and then we were called to Ukraine. And so... Now, what I found out was that uh, they do things a little differently, uh, but uh, 
were still people. And uh, they might not have all the bells and whistles they have down at uh, Children's, but uh, what they have, they use, uh, they do what they what they can, the best that they can. Uh, so, uh, as time went on, uh, we became involved with the Christian Medical Association of Ukraine, uh, and they didn't really want our help. So I had to try to find a way that uh, we could be involved. So one way was involved with students. Uh, another way was caring for children with uh, HIV. Uh, and in Ukraine, it's uh, and maybe all over the world, it's not very popular to have HIV. But in Ukraine, there was a stigma. You didn't want to know anyone to know your diagnosis. So. 17 years go by, and we lived through these two revolutions, and then this war broke out. Two days before the war broke out, this young man, who's now president of the Christian Medical Association, he said to us, uh, he called me up uh, from Ukraine and said, Jim, there's 300,000 Russian troops on the border. Maybe we should be prepared to do something. And so two days later, February 24th, last year, uh, the Russians invaded uh, Ukraine. So uh, we were in Ukraine uh, and still are involved in Ukraine for such a time as this uh, to help uh, feed, to clothe, and uh, provide thirst and, or, or uh, take care of thirst and provide medical supplies. Through all the connections that I've uh, allowed, God's allowed me to make in Ukraine, people in the rest of the world that we had developed contacts with, because they helped the medical people from around the world, helped us do conferences to help bring a Christian perspective uh, to Ukraine. Uh, It was a godless country for 80 years. They... um, I was able, they wanted to know, the people in the rest of the world, who can we trust in Ukraine? And the Ukrainians went, well, we need help. Who can we get help from? And so God used that to be able to um, uh, create the first effective supply chain. We were doing stuff even before Samaritan's Purse. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was really quite amazing. And now there's been over like $4 million worth of uh, supplies that have gone to hospitals and clinics and churches, all in the name of Christ. So thank you much. Thank you. Yep, perfect. Perfect, thank you. And again, you can hear even more of those stories after the second service at lunch. But that's a beautiful picture of people all over the globe all being influenced by Jesus to give sacrificially, not even knowing where it's going to go or how it's going to get there, and then uh, um, ends up right on the battlefield, the literal battlefield, to to provide for the needs um, uh, and the the vulnerable and, and the broken. And that's just a little picture of the church being influenced by Jesus God providing, orchestrating the ways of caring for the the needs 
of the, those that are vulnerable. And that, in turn, brings God pleasure. We're, we're a part of that in all that we do as God's people. Being partners with God in his transformation in us so that in what we do brings God glory and pleasure. Let's pray. Uh, Almighty God, again, we do thank you that we come before you and can lay our burdens before you, can lay ourselves uh, before you as as well. Uh, we, Lord, we, we lift up, continue to lift up um, uh, what is uh, the church in, in Ukraine. And as you are continuing to mobilize and, and continue to strengthen them uh, so that they are witnesses to you. Now, Lord, we, we, we pray for, for your peace to, to reign. And Lord, we pray for other places in, in the world as where, well where, where war continues um, to, to rage and that so many people are innocent victims of such destruction. May your, your, your church stand strong, be, be trained well to live according to your character and to fulfill your, your commands. And we pray the same in Turkey and Syria and the earthquake um, recovery as that continues and will for who knows how long. May, may you strengthen, do the, the work in your people so that they are willing and, and working according to your good pleasure. And do the same um, in us. And Lord, we do continue to lift up Tom Brinkman to you and Cheryl Merrihue. Pray your healing upon them. And Lord, we, we do lift up um, uh, Rosa and... Uh, Barbara, and the death of their, their niece, uh, we pray your peace upon them and for the rest of the family, that they would be comforted, strengthened, and assured in certain hope of the resurrection from the dead. We lift all these things unto you. In the name of Jesus, amen.